0: Hello everybody and welcome back to No Good Thing Apart. My name is Sarah and I'm your host and today I was supposed to have my husband Noah on here but we've been having a lot of car issues like well basically his car died so we've been trying to find a car and it's been really busy so we haven't been able to sit down and record an episode and he works all day and doesn't get home until like six o'clock at night so it's And by that time, we have to eat and everything and go to bed by like 9 or 10. So it's just a lot to try and fit an episode, to recording an episode in there. Uh, So hopefully next episode, I will be able to sit down with him and we'll be able to talk a little bit about relationships, single, dating, engaged, married, uh, and how to honor God through all of those seasons. But for today, it's just going to be me. So... I wanted to talk a little bit about something that has been on my heart for a little bit now uh, and it's something that I struggle with continuously and I'm really it's like it's it's like a long-term struggle that you just have to keep on working on and keep on being aware of because it's not just something that goes away and that is discontentment. Um, I've always struggled with just feeling like I am not in like well. Not that I'm not in the right stage of life right now, but I'm just always like being like, oh, I can't wait until this happens. I can't wait until this happens. Like when Noah and I were dating, I was like, oh, I can't wait until we're engaged. And then when we were engaged, I was like, oh, I can't wait till we're married. And then when we got married, I was like, oh, I can't wait till we have a house and we have kids. And it really steals your joy because it distracts you from what is happening currently in the moment. It distracts you from your current blessings, thinking about what your future could hold. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to like plan, Or to be excited about those things but when you are just like so set on the next stage of life that you're missing out on what is happening right now that's when it becomes an issue and really it comes down to a lack of faith and I say that because you if you're constantly thinking about the next stage of life like there for me anyways like part of it is like well like what will that look like I'm kind of nervous for what that will look like so I just want it to happen so I know what it's going to be like but if you have faith in God and trust that he will provide all that you need in the right moment then you don't have to think so much about your future you don't have to be so overly attached to this perfect ideal image of what your life is going to look like because you trust that the Lord will provide and he will provide with exactly what you need and So we need to really work on, well, I say we, I really need to work on um, having the obedience of faith. And I say obedience of faith because that's what the Bible says. In Romans 1, um, it starts out like this. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. So this passage is telling us that faith is a matter of obedience. It's not just some wishy-washy cliche thing. It is a matter of being like, okay, I might be worried about this situation, but I am going to choose to have faith in the situation and not worry. And it's really, really hard to do that. But when we do that, it provides so much peace because God is the father of all peace. And by trusting in his plan and not worrying about it, it's it's just so much better because we don't have to worry about it. And also if we are discontent in regards to like wanting what other people have, that is also a lack of faith because you're basically saying, God, I know better than you. I know what I need. You don't know what I need because I don't have that. And I'm going to do whatever I can to get that. Like, I I don't know. Even like with having car issues this past week, I was like, man, I really wish we had another car. But then it's like, okay, obviously. Sorry, it's really raining outside. So, <laughs> um, but by having faith that the Lord will, provide a car when we need it we don't have to worry because like for example when Noah's car first went out he had been driving about an hour and a half each way about like 140 miles total for the day and it was spent we were spending like 20 dollars in gas every day and he works days a week so it was a lot of gas that we were using uh and then his car died and so then we were like okay well I guess we'll have to figure out like borrowing people's cars and then he can take my car on the days that i don't work and so i was like well i guess it's just what we have to do for now but then he changed to a to a different like team that he's he was on and so now his boss can pick him up in our city so he just carpools with his boss and all i have to do is just drop him off in the morning at like 5 a.m but like still it's just such a blessing that the lord orchestrated that it's so as my friend Caleb would say, just providence of God. And um, it's just so crazy. Cause I was thinking that I was like, you know, that could have happened before the car went out, but then it wouldn't have like answered our prayer, you know? Cause we wouldn't have even known that we needed that. But God answered our prayer in a way that we didn't even think about. And obviously we're still, lo- oh my goodness. We're still looking for a car. <laughs> But we don't have to be afraid that it's going to go crazy because we know that God will provide, even if, in, even if it's in a way that we don't quite understand. So moving on to Jeremiah 17, 5 through 9. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness and in uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? my window is closed I swear I don't know why it keeps on booming like that it was not sunny like when I started this podcast episode but it wasn't like it is now so ridiculous okay anyways so back to the text it's this text is saying that cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord so this is just blatantly telling you if you trust in your own like thinking on if you have faith in yourself basically it's not gonna go well for you you're gonna be tossed and turned by the waves and I didn't become a believer until I was in high school so I understand that concept like I was just so lost before I was a believer and it's not even it's not like this cliche like thing where it's like Oh, Jesus saved my soul. It's like, no, this beautiful thing. Oh, oh, Jesus saved my soul. Like I was, I was a wretch. And I know that it's not a super popular belief, but it is the truth. And truth is so subjective nowadays, but in reality, it's not. They, we just, the enemy is trying to make people think that truth is relative when it's really not. Because that's a really great lie to spin off of. Uh, So it goes on to say he is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. So my study Bible explains this a little bit. It says like explaining how he's like a shrub in the desert and how he will be alone and without resources when disaster comes. So when trusting in yourself, there's no other resources when disasters come except for yourself. And we are... When we have the Holy Spirit in us, we are more powerful than the devil. But without the Holy Spirit, we are not. And I think that is a common misconception misconception that, oh, like, the devil isn't really that powerful. But he is. He isn't more powerful than God by any means. But he's more powerful than the human nature without the Holy Spirit. Like, the Bible explains that he is the prince of the power of the air. And how we were all once walking in his ways before we came a believer, so he's he's powerful, but I'm not gonna give him too much credit because Jesus destroyed him. So, um, but moving on. So in the next section of that, it says, "Bless." On the contrary, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And then this is the analogy it gives to these individuals. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. So with our trust in God, like we don't, we really don't need to worry and we are stable basically is what this is saying. And then the next verse says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And that is, I don't know if you've heard the um, saying like, oh, just follow your heart and then it'll lead you to wherever you need to go. But this is literally saying that the heart is deceitful above all things. So why would we follow something that is deceitful and sick? It just doesn't make sense. But once again, the enemy just wants us to have this idea that, oh, our heart is just so um, leading and it's so guiding. Why? Because He is the father of lies. He is the most deceitful thing. So of course he's gonna want you to follow something that is extremely deceitful. He's gonna want you to put all of your trust in something that is not God. And honestly, he doesn't really care how he does it. As long as he is getting you away from God, he is doing what he does best. So that's just something to be aware of that our hearts are not. Something that we should be following. We should be following God and having faith in Him because if we follow our heart, we're going to be discontent and we're not going to want to, like, we're going to be really upset. We're going to be just like disturbed because if we're following something that is deceitful and sick, what are we going to become? You know, like we follow Jesus and so we are striving to be more like Jesus and through sanctification we are. But if we're following our heart, which is de- desperately sick, a little bit of thunder again, who's desperately sick, we're going to become desperately sick as well. And lastly, I wanted to talk about uh, an example in the Bible when there was some discontentment going on because of a lack of faith. And that is with the Israelites when they were brought out of slavery out of Egypt through Moses, um, through God. So God used Moses to bring the Israelites out and God promised them, like, I will make a way through the wilderness, but they were just really, they didn't have the faith to to believe that it was going to happen. And so what did they do? Well, one, they, God specifically told them, don't store up more than what you need, except for today, except for the day before the Sabbath day. And so what did they do? They just kept on, they overstocked themselves. But then the next day, everything was like rancid and not good to eat. And he was like, I told you guys, don't do this. I will provide every day. But they just still wanted to just have that like food insurance almost of like reassurance that, okay, we have it here. We're good. But that's not what God wanted for them. God wanted them to have faith. I mean, God already had them escape from slavery. Like how he's going to provide the way through. And so in Exodus 16, 2 through 3, it says... And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So they were just really discontent. They were like, you know what? God doesn't provide. And and it's crazy because in the entire, throughout the entire book of Exodus, you see time after time of God providing and the people of Israel just continuing to lack faith. And I look at this and my initial thought is like, wow, really? Like that is really pathetic. But then I look at my own life and I'm like, well, I kind of do the same thing, but it's just obvious. It's not like I'm escaping slavery or anything like this, but it's like the little things of, do I have faith that I will find a job when I need to. Do I have faith that I will find this car when I need to? And I know that God provides because he has proven himself over and over and over again. But this temptation to just lean on our own understanding is very strong. And the Bible also addresses this in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So in all, like there's just a common theme of trusting in the Lord, having the faith. But it's it's hard when, it's easy to have faith when things are going good in life. But it's hard when a loved one dies, when there isn't healing that takes place, when the car dies, when you lose your job, when... You don't have any money when you lose a family member. It's it's really hard in those moments to look to God and be like, you know what? I trust you through this. And I trust that you know what you're doing in this. But it's necessary that we do this. Because if we don't, we can't change what's happening in our life. We 100% cannot. And there's this illusion that if we worry we can change the circumstances because we're going to take action but you can take action without having worry you can take action by having faith and it's not i think it's that misconception misconception i cannot say that word today is because it's like oh well if i have faith then i don't have to do anything but in reality if you have faith god might be trying to tell you to do something and then that will like cultivate what he is providing. Or sometimes he just straight up just provides it. Either way, it's all through God. And so it's, it's just this really, it's really beautiful to trust in the Lord because it's so much more peaceful and you don't have to, you really don't have to worry. I've said that like at least six times on this episode, just in this little episode, but it's so true. And the enemy, the best way To get you to feel trapped is to get you to feel worried, to feel like you can't get out of something, to get you to feel like you are worthless, that there's no point in your actions. But in reality, that's not true. And if we follow our hearts, we will believe those lies because the heart's deceitful and sick. And so we're going to be deceived and sick as well. And following our own understanding, which is so small compared to God's understanding. Like God has seen everything that has ever happened in the history of everything. He has seen everything that ever will happen in the history of everything. And he is also a personable God. So he also sees you where you are right now in this current situation. And so we can have peace and contentment knowing that God does not keep gifts from his children he doesn't he's not like an evil God who's just like ha 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 how can I how can I mess up their life today that's not who God is that is who Satan is and Satan wants you to believe that that's who God is because then Satan wins and he can distract you from the Lord but God is a caring God he's a loving God and he's not going to give you something that will harm you even if it seems like it's literally the worst thing in the entire world God wants to see you through this situation and the enemy wants to see you fail in this situation. So I just wanted to remind you guys of that. And also when it comes to like jealousy and wanting what other people want, like God gives you what you need. God even gives you what you want sometimes. And if you don't have something and someone else has it, there's a reason for that. And even if you don't understand the reason... Have faith that God understands the reason. So that is the end of this episode today. It's a little bit shorter than other episodes, but because it's just me, I don't really have as much to say. When it's two people, there's going to be a little bit longer. But I am really excited for the next episode. And I, like I said before, hopefully Noah can get on here and we can talk a little bit more about relationships and um, single-day engaged marriage yeah all of that <laughs> I know I said that was a proper grammar but it's okay and yeah I will see you guys in two weeks and I hope that you guys abide in the button in these next two weeks bye guys